Welcome to Orpanimi. This is Saratova Beth. Parsha Sachaydish. Chosei Adar. Chosei Adar. We have two topics from one sicha and two questions. First question is, is there really a world? You look, you get up in the morning and you look around. What you're looking at, is it real? It, this is not only a Torah question. It has become an existential and a physics question from the point of view of quantum physics. Probably at this point, quantum physics says that there is, actually is no world. Um, Newtonian physics says there is, but what does Torah say? Um, that's question number one. And then in the second recording, we're going to talk about Parsha Sechaydish, because both are this week. Um, Parsha Sechaydish, what's that all about? About same kind of thing, brand new, stepping into a brand new moment, nothing, the past doesn't, the past is not really impacting if it, we don't need to, we can step into a brand new, fresh moment. But, so let's start with Chate Adar. First of all, Chate Adar is the birthday of Rebbe Chaim Mushka. But let's see what Torah says. Let's see what um, uh, the Gemara says about Chate Adar. So we know that it's the world, that the day that the world is created. Right? So let's just start with this. If it's the day that the world is created, obviously, let's just conclude. We don't have to know anything. The day that something's born, each of us was born at one moment. The day that you were born, you had all the possibilities, all the potential there, ready to be activated. You could go in any different, any direction you wanted, so to speak. One of the reasons we eat sprouts is because sprouts were just born. If you want to have vegetables or, you know, plant life that was just born and is full of that incredibly powerful, youthful energy, then you eat sprouts. Because when it's just born, it's really, really powerful. So how do we say that Chafayelo is the day that the world is born? It turns out that there are two Rosh Hashanahs. According to Rebbe Eliezer, Rosh Hashanah is in Tishrei. And according to Rebbe Yeshua, Rosh Hashanah is in Nisan. First of Tishrei or the first of Nisan. So if that's the case, we know Rosh Hashanah, first of Tishrei. So the birth of the world, Rosh Hashanah is the day that we were born. What about the world that we were born into? You know, you can't be born into a vacuum. So the world that we were born into on Rosh Hashanah, that other Mauritian was created into, started five days earlier on Chafei Elul. So when was this world that we're born into on the first of Nisan, whatever that means, when is this created? Five days earlier. Sorry, six days earlier. In each case, six days earlier, we come on the sixth day of creation. Six days earlier is Chafei Adar. So when it's at the moment of Chafei Adar, Mazel Tov, the, the world is being born. So which one is it? I mean, let's make up our minds. Which <laughs> One of them is right and maybe the other one's not, God forbid. But in the Gemara, if each has a different opinion, Rebbe Eliezer says, Chafei Elo was the birth of the world. Rabbi Yeshua says Chafei Adar. So which one? So obviously they're both right. Because we've been talking the past few days about a blueprint, a dream, that then eventually you do. You put into practice. The first thing you do in any dream is you think of it. It's in your thoughts. You plan it in your thoughts. You're fixing your kitchen. So you're planning it for a while. You can't just, or even in this case, getting ready for Pesach. I can't just do. I have to plan it. Okay, now we'll this and now we'll put this here and that there and do this and do that. First you think it through. And then eventually you do it. So Hashem did the world in two steps. In Nisan, on the first of Nisan, he actually created the world in thought. And six months later, 
Well, I shouldn't say actually. On the first of Nisan, Hashem created the world in his thought. That was his blueprint. And every year, that is his blueprint. First of Nisan, the world is starting. Mazel Tov, birth, Rosh Hashanah, in Hashem's thought. Well, actually, we are. So six days before Chaf Adar, the world is born in, in Hashem's thought. Six months later, when Hashem, Hashem actually created the world, that was the first of Tishrei, and the, that was us, so the creation of the world was Chaf Elo. Makes sense. First you think it through, six months later you do it. Okay. So what would be the difference? Since we happen to be on Chafe Adar, we want to know, tell us all about this world that's being born on Chafe Adar. We know about the other one. You know, we do it every year and everybody goes to shul and it's a whole big thing. Not so many people are busy celebrating First of Nisan and Chafe, Chafe Adar. So let's hear about it. You know, what is this world of thought? So imagine the following. When we've been saying, again, in the planning stage, when you're thinking through, you know, you're going to take a trip to Africa and go on a safari and it's going to be a two-month safari and you're going with 10 friends and, you know, you're all and 10 of you know, great, amazing women are all going to go on this safari, but they're going to have these very good and safe guides. And then every evening we're going to forbring about what we saw in the jungles. And we're just going to have this amazing trip. Or we're going to go on a cruise to Alaska during the summer for two weeks, and it'll be full of... Torah insights into everything we're going through on the cruise, all of that. It's just going to be a great time. Perfect trip while we're dreaming. Perfect trip. In this dream, nobody makes any mistakes. There are no problems. Nothing goes wrong. Like this perfect dream about this safari trip. If you're an upbeat person, and there are people who picture all the the problems that will happen. But let's say you're an upbeat person and you love dreaming. This is a perfect trip in stage one. Ah, it's amazing. We go here, we go there, and and we all get along perfectly. And and the food is exactly what we need. And 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 everything is just perfect because it's in our mind. We're dreaming it up. So imagine this. When Hashem is creating the world in thought, that's a perfect world. When he created an actuality, that's a, an imperfect world. We live in that world. The world of first of, first of Tishrei, that Rosh Hashanah, we live in this world. We know about it. Especially at this point in history, Wow, is it ever imperfect? It's about as imperfect as you can get right now, this world. Very interesting, you know, that at this moment, when we're talking about a perfect world versus an imperfect world, and we know we're on the way to Gula when it's going to be a perfect world, oh my, my, it really looks quite imperfect. Here we have, in this imperfect what we call real world, that's the Tishrei world, um, we have a Malik coming along and saying everything that Hashem tells us in truth about truth and goodness and, and, and true reality, we, you have a whole bunch of people who are going to fight it. You name it, the most basic things, the family structure, the gender thing, the... Um, uh, goodness, uh, all, all, you know, truth, uh, things should be legal, people, pe- people should have rights over their own destiny, all that stuff, out the window. We are now living in an extremely imperfect world. We're living in a world that was created, Chaf Elul, that has a Rosh Hashanah Chaf Tishrei. It's the, what we call the real world. 
thank God, there's another world going on simultaneously. It's not a dream world. It's a real world. It's the world in Hashem's mind. It's perfect. It's completely the opposite of the ugly mess we see ourselves in now. So, how does that, how do we explain it? Because the world that comes from Tishrei is called Chesainius Eilamais, the external world. You know, the one that actually, actually happens. What does it mean, Chesainius Eilamais? As the world appears externally to your eyes, what does it look like? It looks like something separate, separate from Hashem. Excuse me. Right. When Hashem decided to create the world, he created it through speech. Because if I'm sitting in a room and I'm by myself, I'm going to think. But why am I going to speak? Speech is somebody outside of me. Right? I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit in the room and talk to myself. Speech is for somebody outside of me. Hashem wanted to create a world that looks like it's separate from him. That's the first of Tishrei world. He created a world that's an external world that looks like it's separate from him. How do you create such a world? Not with thinking, with speech. Why do I have the power of speech? There's somebody else in the room. I need to talk to them. There's somebody else there. Hashem created the first of Tishrei, or Chafei Elul, a world that looks like it's separate from him, and he spoke it into existence. It came from the Dibur of Hashem. Because it, it, it will, speech will create something that looks like, that's separate from you. You speak to somebody outside of you, or it looks like it's separate from you. There we go. Now, in this external world, the problem is, because we feel separate from Hashem, it's created, it's designed to feel separate from Hashem. It's designed to look separate from Hashem. Well, guess what? Hashem is very successful at making us feel and it look like we are we have nothing to do with Him. We're, there's Him, maybe. And then there's us. And that's why I always say, go to Walmart. You know, these 24-hour Walmarts. Go to Walmart at 3 a.m. Um, buy a pack of pens, my famous statement. Go to the cashier, pay for the pens, ask her. You can go to Walmart in the city, Walgreens in the city. How's that? And ask the cashier if she sees God in the pens. Hmm. Well, these days you have to be careful because... You know, once upon a time, they would say, you know, gee, maybe you need to go home and go to sleep. You you sound a little tired. But these days, <laughs> these days, the world is much more interesting. These days, you might find the police are there because it could be called harassment because the cashier will claim that you're making fun of her or something like that. And that's called harassment. And then you have to go to jail. And, you know, who knows what. That's where we've come, come to. She's not going to see Hashem in this pack of pens. Why not? And why is she going to call the cops on you for harassment? Because you're coming along to her in this world that comes from the first is Tishrei, that comes, comes from Chafei Elo, and you're, you're, you're trying to speak to her about Hashem in this world. And she's saying, I don't know what you're talking about. This is a pack of pens. What are you talking about? All I see in front of my eyes is a pack of pens. There's nothing more here. You're either crazy or you're making fun of me and harassing me and telling me and trying to make me think I'm crazy, so I'm going to call the cops on you. Because this is the way Hashem created the world. You don't see him. And if you don't see him, you obviously feel very, very far from him. If you're lucky to even know that he exists, which is a miracle in itself, that girl working in Walmart or Walgreens, she does not know that Hashem exists. You at least know that Hashem exists. For her, there's, it's, 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 there's nothing. 
For you, you know Hashem exists, but you feel very distant because you're in that world where you don't see him. So what do you need to do? Because there's a reality, which is Enod Milvada. There's nothing but Hashem. Well, oh my goodness. The difference between the way I feel and the way that cashier feels and the real reality is 10 billion light years. So I need to do something about it. So what do I do? I do what's called Teshuva. Tashuv Hay. The world is created through the letter Hay. So I take this Hay, which makes me not see Hashem at all, and I bring it back to Hashem, and I start this process of Kiruv, of doing Teshuva, getting close to Hashem when I feel very distant. That's the Teshuva of Rosh Hashanah. Plus, plus. We need to get close. Which is also why in the time of the base of Middash, they would bring a carbon. Because <laughs> you feel very far in such a world. And so you need to get close. And not only that, the carbon that you brought in the base of Middash was made out of, was an animal. Because the part of your life that really makes you feel very distant is your animal part, is your physical part. Your neshama at least knows the truth. Your physical part relates to that cashier. She says, there's no God here. This is a pack of pens. You're crazy. I'm calling the police. You're harassing me. Your physicality can relate to that. Your neshama cannot. Your soul cannot. Your body can. Your physicality says, right. All I see is a pack of pens. I have physical eyes, and I'm looking at physical pens, and there's nothing else here. Your neshama is saying, no, 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 it's not true. And your body is saying, there's nothing else here. So that's why when you try to get close, your neshama says, let's get a little closer. Closer to what? Hashem. Who's Hashem? And it goes round and round. So you go to the base of Mises, you bring a carbon with an animal to bring your animal part that's having a hard time believing there's Hashem. You bring your animal part close to Hashem. That's Shuba. And that's what we do in Tishrei, the whole month. Um, and on the level of the Avaida, what do we know there? There is an expression that says, Terebipshitas Elimbishachas. Meaning, what's the literal truth? Is the world the truth? Or is Torah the truth? Hashem, and is Hashem the truth? Well, this world that you do tshuva in, in Tishrei, what do you see? What seems like the real reality? The world, the pack of pens, the cashier, the store, the police. That's reality. This nice little icing on the cake, this little neshama thing that you've got going on, that doesn't seem like reality. Reality is like the cashier says to you, ma'am, face reality. It's a pack of pens. You're harassing me. I'm calling the police. Because on that level of a world that is created on Chafei Elul, the Rosh Hashanah is the first of Tishrei, that external world will make you think that way and feel that way. And the only thing that you can do is draw close. Shuva, bring a carbon and an animal carbon, etc. Good. I think so far so good. That one we know. And again, to just sum it up, in that reality, in that world of the first of Tishrei, when we say, you know, let's face reality. You know people who are all, you know, you'll bring all these nice thoughts and people say, beautiful, now let's face reality. I've, many times it happened to me. I either heard a shear, sat at a shear, was giving a shear, and then at the end they asked for comments. I remember my first shear when, that I did in Manhattan, at the end I asked for comments and somebody said, beautiful shear, now let's face reality. Perfect. 
Now let's face reality. What was she saying? All this neshama stuff, beautiful. But reality is the world of Chafei Elo. It's an external world with pens and pencils and police and cashiers and Walgreens and Walmarts. That's reality. Where you don't see Hashem, that's reality. That's that world. And you can see why. Hashem made it that you're going to feel that it's reality. Okay. So far, so good. Now let's switch. Because right now, it is not the first of Tishrei. We're actually standing in Chafei Adar. We're now, it's the day of creation of the world in Hashem's thoughts. Leading up to the Rosh Hashanah of the first of Nisan. It's the complete opposite. This is a world that is in Hashem's thoughts. So it's not a tainted world. It's not a corrupt, messed up, horrifying, evil world where they they call the police on you because you made a comment and they feel like you're harassing them. No, 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 no. It's a perfect world. It hasn't left Hashem's mind, so to speak. Perfect. Kind of like the the trip that you're planning that as long as it's in your thoughts, it's perfect. This is a perfect world. Chafei Elo, sorry, sorry. Chafei Adar is the birth of a perfect world. It's also, why is it a perfect world? Besides it's in Hashem's thoughts, it's not chitzainius ha'ilamus. It's not the external world. It's pimis ha'ilamus. The internal, the deeper essence world in the thought. Pnimis ha'ilamus is as the world is in pnimis. On that level, it's one with Hashem. Not separated from Hashem. On that level, of Adar, it's obvious to everyone, whoever everyone is, that everything is Hashem. And that the existence of anything is from Hashem's thought. Just like when you're thinking, your thoughts stay inside of you. The only time they come out of you is when you speak, but then it's not thinking anymore. As long as you're thinking, it's your thoughts are one with you. As we say, once they're, you, they're out, that's already speech. So Hashem's thoughts stay inside of him until he decides to do them, and then it's a different thing. The world that he has planned, he has a blueprint of the world. It's actually the world of Geula. And it's inside of his head. And he creates it on Chafhei Adar. And it's a perfect world. And the Rosh Hashanah of that world, the day that we're created in that world, is the first of Nisim. That Rosh Hashanah, the first of Nisim, is the Avaid of Tzadikim. Because the other Rosh Hashanah, the first of Tishrei, the Avaita of Bali Chuba. You've got to do Chuba. You've got to get close to Hashem because you're very far. This Avaita, Fafhei Adar, and our Avaita, the first of Nisan is Tadikim's Avaita. You start off close with Hashem. The reality in this Fafhei Adar world is you don't start off um, distant from Hashem. You start off one with Hashem. You know how we were saying about the Katairis? When you're one with Hashem, what do you do after that? It's interesting that we don't really know. We're not, we're not used to it. We get a little nervous with the, the idea of a Katairis of Vaidya because if you're already there, what do you do when you're there? We've been saying in other shiurim, you know, six months you're planning to go on a trip and you finally get there. What do you do now that you're there? Imagine your starting point is you start off already there. Not far away, right in the epicenter, one with Hashem. Is that a reality? Oh, a million percent. Yeah, really? For us? Yeah. When? First of Nisan, when we're created on the first of Nisan, that's our Rosh Hashanah, and the world was created, Chafei Adar. It's a very real world. 
is a very real world. And in that world, you feel Hashem literally. The pshitas, the, the basic download that everybody agrees on is Hashem Echad. So what do you feel? Right? The basic download is, it's, it's all about Hashem. So the Avaita that you do, if you bring a carbon, you're not bringing a carbon, you know, an animal carbon. Maybe, you know, it's an animal and you have to get close to Hashem because you're far. You bring that, the Avaita there is Katiris. You're already one with Hashem. You start off right in the center. A whole different Avaita. I'm just going to suggest this is the Avaita that we're being invited to step into now as we move into Geula. And really for most people it's pretty scary because we're not used to it. What do you do? How do you live a life based on the assumption that you're there already? What do you do when you're there? And how do you live forever based on being there? Remember, we're used to I know what I should be, but I'm not. I know what I should be, but I'm not. And you go, you go, you can go through 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years, 120 years. You know, I know what I should be, but I'm not. But I, you know, and you keep trying to become what you, but you never make it. Let's flip the switch. If you start off in this world, this goal of Vedic, in this world of Kafe Other, starting off from the first moment, you're already there. You know, like the second that you were born, you were born with the whole, uh, a few minutes before you were born or however, however minutes, the minutes go when you're born and you go through the birth canal. You have the whole Tyra in you. You know the whole Tyra. You're there. You have nowhere to get to. You're there. What do you do? How do you spend all your years forever and ever? And by the way, it's a really good question because we're going to be in that situation very soon in Geula. So when we're told, open your eyes to see Mashiach, we're being invited to step into this world and figure out what it's like and figure out how to live that life from that place of, you're already there, you're one with Hashem. You literally feel Hashem in that place. So what do you do when you're in that space and then you go into Walgreens or Walmart in the middle of the night and you buy a pack of pens. How do you feel about the pack of pens? What do you say to the cashier? Where does that fit in? Are there pens in such a world? Is there a cashier? Are there police? Is there something called harassment? What, what's it like in, in, in that reality of Chafei Adar? So in that world, the existence of the creations, um, well, let's say you're not really sure if there's a world. Imagine that. So I'm living in a chafe other world, let's say. I walk into the store, buy a pack of pens. I don't know why I would, but okay. And then I start to get nervous. Like, oh, my goodness. Are there pens here or they're not? Am I just fooling myself? Right? Is is there a world? Is there not a world? Uh, Do I have to pay for these pens? Why would I need pens? Uh, Is this this all a, a figment of my imagination? What's going on? And you can start to feel really nervous. This is the point at which... I always tell this ridiculous joke, but it's a, a it's that song from Pete Seeger, La Havdil. He said, we went out to the country, out to the countryside, and we started to breathe in the fresh air. And we started to feel dizzy from too much fresh air because we were used to living in the city. So we started to breathe in the fresh air, and everybody started to get really dizzy from so much fresh air and, and kind of woozy. They didn't know what to do. So we got an idea. We quick ran over to some cars and we put our our noses to the exhaust pipe on the cars and we breathed in a bunch of carbon monoxide and then we felt better. <laughs> we felt more city like. I mean it's a cra- it's a crazy song and it's a crazy joke, but <laughs> that idea. 
there I am. I'm living in this reality where it's, it's the Chafei Adar reality. It, it's a perfect world. It's a Geula world. There's only Hashem. So, oh my goodness, are there pens here or are there not pens here? And I don't know. And all of a sudden it hits me. Oh, oh my goodness, right. I figured it out. Oh, I figured it out. Because I say, wait a minute. In my world, Tyra, Yisrael, my In this world, there's Tyra and Hashem and a Yid, and it's one piece. So, if I want to know if there's a world, and the world is just a living laboratory where you do all this stuff. So, I want to know, is there a world or not? So, I do what you do in that world. You look into Tyra. And you, you, you look into Tyra to find out, is there a world or is there not? And I look into Tyra and it says, Bracious, Baralakim, Esheshamayim, Vesa'aris. Tyra tells me that there is a world. And so, right, Tyra says there is a world. How do I know there's a world? Because I look into Tyra and Tyra tells me that there's a world. Unbelievable. So, um, what's reality in the Chafei other world? Reality is what Tyra says. And what's some superimposed thing? Yeah, the world. We faced this challenge when many times um, in the past few decades, the Rebbe would go to Davin Mincha, at, uh, go to the Isle, come back, dark Davin Mincha with a whole minion teaching us in the Daladamas in the of the Nasi Halachically, it's still, it's still light out. Maishu Rabbeinu. was teaching us, don't look at what your eyes show you. Maishu said, I'll be back in 40 days. After 40 days, we saw with our eyes a certain thing, and we believed it. And Maishu was trying to show us, don't trust your eyes, trust your soul. Trust what Tyra tells you. That's the only reality. The Chafei other world says there's only one reality. It's what Tyra says. The rest is, anybody could make it up these days. <laughs> if there was a time in history when that was, that, that you, everybody could say that's true, we all know that you can Photoshop today anything. If you, that's what's so scary. If you get a video, of your next door neighbor saying something, or you get a video of a political figure saying something, you don't know if it was photoshopped, if it was dubbed or it wasn't dubbed, or the picture was photoshopped, or, you know, you see these and these people five years ago in Wuhan negotiating. Maybe yes, maybe no. We don't know. Because anything that your eyes are going to look at from that Chafei Elo world, the, 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 the Tishrei world, you can manipulate it with a Photoshop. You can't manipulate this world, Chafei Adar, first of Nisan. You can't manipulate this world. Truth is truth. But the reality in this Chafei Adar, first of Nisan world is, the reality is what Torah says that is the solid eternal truth. That can't be photoshopped. That can't be dubbed. That can't be manipulated. That's the basic reality. So now imagine this. So going back to that shear that I did in Manhattan, the woman said, beautiful shear, but now let's face reality. What I was hoping is that she would say, wow, it was really nice to spend an hour marinating in reality in the sheer. Now I have to go back into that um, photoshopped, supposed photoshopped world where you don't know what's truth and what's not truth. That's where we want to get to in our learning. To shift, if we accomplish one thing in our learning, and one thing alone, we've accomplished everything. Shift our sense of what is reality from what we see 
to what we know, what Torah says. And again, that's why Meisher Benu said, you see with your eyes, you know, we saw with our eyes Meisher Benu in a coffin. But Torah said Meisher Benu is coming back. He's, he's going to be here on the 40th day. Which one are you going to believe? The same thing. When the spies were sent to Israel, to the land of Israel, to the land of Canaan, when we were traveling in the, in the desert in the Midbar, and the spies, spies came back, and they told us, they told us a story, and they showed us a picture in our minds based on the story they were telling of all the things they saw. We accepted that as being reality. And Meisher Benu looked at them as if to say, I told you guys what reality is, what I promised you, what I told you that the land of Israel belongs to us and we will go there and Hashem will fight our wars. This is the truth. This is what Torah is. You didn't make the switch. You didn't make the switch. How will you be able to live in the land of Israel if you didn't make the switch? The switch needs to be from what is reality? Is reality that world of Tishrei, you know, where, you know, it's an external world or the world of the first of Nisan, the world that's created in the Other? Which one is reality? And our job is to make the switch. That's how we get into Gula. It's called Open Your Eyes to See Mashiach. So, and the interesting thing is that now that we're kind of uh, facing a new uh, Rahman Islam Gulf War 30 years later, the interesting thing is the summer before the, when the Gulf War was cooking up, the summer of 1990, I think it was Rosh Chaydish, or Shabbos um Elo, I think, and that's when the Lubavitcher Rebbe started to speak about needing to make the switch from seeing the world as reality and Torah as a nice little cute story to Torah being reality and the world being um, a photo, a fo- photoshoppable picture. That's when we were being invited very strongly to make the switch. Now we know from all the science that the way you think, and especially the way Yidden think, will create the reality. It's not only that <clears throat> Hashem creates the world from his thoughts. We! He has, he has given us the power now to create a reality based on our thoughts. In the world is called synchronicity, and Torah is called Hashgach Pratis, etc. But we have teichas that usually only tzaddikim had. Now everybody has them. And everybody sees that. And it's a whole science based on quantum physics. So, since neshamas are shy to bispinimus ailamus, the level of thought, we understand that every single yid has the kayach to feel the truth. Godliness is the literal truth, and what you see with your eyes is something superimposed. Everybody now has the ability to make the switch. If we didn't make the switch 30 years ago when we were kind of, well, 1990, 31 years ago when we were begged to make the switch, it's not too late now. And the proof, so again, so what do you do with this world? Is there a world? Is there not a world? If you're going to live in this, maybe people say, well, I can't live in this la-la land of Pollyanna, of, you know, Chafei Adar, where everything is Hashem. Because then what do I do about what I see with my eyes? Is there a world? Is there not? Yeah, 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 there is. I mean, so to speak. How do I know? Tyra says, Bracious Barilakim. Cyrus says, you see a world, on some level there is a world. Okay, all right, from now on I'm not going to trust my eyes. Good. I'm not going to live in the Chafei Elul reality. I'm going to live in the Chafei other reality. 
I'm going to stop trusting my eyes. Anyway, everything could be photoshopped. So it's right. 30, 31 years ago, we didn't feel it as strongly. Now we know there is nothing that can't be photoshopped. You know, somebody sent me an invitation uh, that they had received for a wedding somewhere. I'm not going to say where. Uh, I should really read it to you. It's it's uh, it's like um, it, it, it's kind of a it's it, it's almost funny um, because it's so surreal. And in this invitation, it's saying, you know, please, we're so happy that you're, you know, we're inviting you to our children's wedding, which will take place such and such a date. And please find the invitation, bus information, etc. Um, this is the plan. Two days before the wedding, we're requesting the guest take a COVID test if the guest is in one of the three categories. Guests who have not had COVID in the last six months or guests who did not receive both vaccinations or guests who received the second vaccine dose less than two weeks before the wedding. Free tests will be given by Mr. Such-and-Such of Such-and-Such at his home on Matej Shabbos. The wedding is very spacious. Tables will be set up for social distancing. Custom-made masks will be available for all guests. All guests are requested to wear masks, especially when indoors and dancing, as well as social distancing, especially during the dinner. It's a joke, right? It's not a joke. It's like a world of, oh, my goodness, that's a crazy. Why don't you just make the wedding with, you know, 10 family members instead of treating everybody like lepers? But it's, it's funny. It's like, come on, seriously? This is the world we live in? But in order to come to the wedding, you have to go to such and such a place to have a test or you have to produce your green passport or and then you have to wear they're going to give you custom masks that are probably going to say wedding celebration of, you know, <laughs> whatever it is, Mendy and Mushki or, you know, Rifki and Yitzi, right? And you're going to imagine everybody's going to, you'll see people walking on this, oh, you were at the wedding, you're wearing a mask, wedding celebration of Rifki and Yitzi. Oh, my goodness. What is this, crazy? This is the new world. So is it true or is it not true? I don't know. Maybe it was a joke. Maybe it was Photoshop. You can't trust this external world anymore. Thank God. That'll get us more. In the only true world you can trust is the Torah world. But Torah says, by the way, there's this stuff out there that looks like a world. Work with it. Gracious Barrel king. So what do I do with this? seemingly photoshoppable world out there. Make sure that everything we do is a Torah Dika Messias. We, we use all the things in front of us in a Torah Dik way. You know, there's a medrash that says in the time, I don't know, in the, when I think when the Yidden were in Babel, in Babylonia, there was a lot of there were a lot of um, non-Jewish magicians around, and they really had a lot of kaisas. And so what they would do is, um, I think it was at that time, they would um, they would do refurbished stuff. Like you'd go to the marketplace, and this was really the case. You'd go to the marketplace, and you would pay 400 zoos for a donkey. Now, but through witchcraft, these people would take, let's say, a flower vase and turn it into a donkey. But they would only turn it into a donkey for a few hours. You probably had to pay somebody. You know, you come with all these flower vases, and you come, and these witchcraft guys would come along, and you would pay them a certain amount, and they would turn this flower vase into a donkey. And, you know, like they would they would give you maybe create ten donkeys for you out of ten flower vases, and you'd sell them and get a lot of money. But they would only do it. For, it this is not a joke. That's the way it was. It says so in the Medrash. And and make a lot more money than just by by selling flower vases. So now the guy buys a donkey, man buys a donkey, and he paid a lot of money, and he's riding his donkey home, and all of a sudden, three hours wear off, and the donkey turns back into a flower vase. And he's very upset. Now, everybody knew that this could happen, and it was very difficult. You know when you buy a refurbished phone? You know, is it good? Does it have a, is it damaged? You know, what does it mean, refurbished phone? I mean, this is, a re, this is a real extreme of refurbished phone. You know, is it good to buy something refurbished? So, 
everybody knew, you know, you just, you had to, you know, do I trust this merchant or not? Because this merchant is known for selling refurbished stuff. I can't buy a donkey from him. From him, it's probably going to turn into a flower vase or a pencil or, a, you know, who knows what, or, you know, a boot. And then I won't have my donkey and I will have paid him tons of money. So that was a basic reality in those days. That's the way it was with witchcraft, Lahavdil. So we want to do things, I'll keep emes. Everything we do, we ask Hashem, what is this to be, what is this here for? And do it through the dictates of Torah, through the directives of Torah, and reveal its truth. When we're involved in the real world, this chafe other world, when we're involved in physical things and things of the world, why do we do it? Because Tyra says to, no other reason. Why should I buy a pack of pens? Because Tyra says to. What do you mean Tyra says to? Tyra says, if you have nothing to write on, you have stuff to, nice, nothing to write with, and you need to write, go to the store and buy pens. Oh, okay. Tyra told me to do it, so I do it. You know, we told the story last week about the chassid of the Rebbe Rashab who didn't know if he should go and vote in communist Soviet Russia. And the Rebbe Rashab told him to go and vote. So he voted. Why? Just because Torah told him, vote. So he did it. So what's it called? Torah tells you, go and use the stuff of the world. It's called, All your deeds are for the sake of heaven. And, Serve Hashem with everything. Why should I buy mascara? If Cyrus says, buy mascara, buy mascara. Why should I, you know, why should I buy organic green leaves? If Cyrus says, take care of your health, I do it not because, I do it because Cyrus says, buy green leaves, organic green leaves to take care of your health. So I do it. So when it comes to, so let's end with this. Let's sum it up with this. When it comes to the day of Chaf Adar, six days before this very special internal Rosh Hashanah, the day when the world is created, a, a perfect world is created. And it happens to be, happens to be the birthday of Rebbe Sinchayim Mushka. And so within Malchus, it's the, the feminine is the Malchus of Malchus. So we're speaking about within the Nesias, between the Rebbe and the Rebbetzin, we have the feminine aspect. So it's the Malchus of Malchus. And, and the, that Malchus in, opens up the way for the people to switch over. Malchus is, you know, the people have to accept the Malchus. Chafei Other clearly opens up in a feminine way. The recipient, the people, are given the kayach to be able to step into a world, a perfect world, a geula world, through Chafei Other. It's an extremely powerful day. And you ask yourself, you know, how do I go from living all of the, you know, all of the, Generations of Gullahs, how do we switch over into Gula? Even if Gula comes, how will I fit? I'm still addicted to a Gullah's mindset. And even if everything switches, most of us will still be used to the old way and it'll be hard to make the, the shift. And that's why we're being invited to make the shift. Tyra is inviting us to make the shift now into being addicted to Geula, seeing basic reality as Chafei Other, real reality. Real reality is what Tyra says, not what the world says. And real reality is that Hashem is everything and everywhere. And that if I want to know what my next step in, is in life and my next and my next, look into Torah. And if I want to know, know what to do with anything that's in front of my eyes, I have a cup here. What do I do with it? Torah says, do this, this, and this. You know, what's the halakha? Oh, you drink the, you know, you drink it. How do you drink it? Etc. And re, and Torah says, switch. Make the switch from seeing the world as reality and Torah as a nice little icing 
to seeing Torah as reality, and the world is some kind of, as we said, photoshoppable kind of a thing that 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 you need to use. And is there a world? Yes, but only as a living laboratory for the yid to do Tyra and Mitzvahs in. It's the it's the not even the secondary thing, the tertiary thing, the third element in the three elements of a yid and Tyra and the world. Well, a yid and Tyra, which is one piece with Hashem and the world. The world is simply there as an instrument for us to use to connect ourselves to Tyra and to Hashem. It's an incidental little flick, an incidental little speck in the in 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 the consciousness of truth. This world, your cup, is an incidental little changeable speck in the whole cosmic thing. The center of it all is the Yid and Tyra and Hashem in that in that Tyris Rokuchabrihukulachad, in that that union, activating the whole and we activate our union of these three elements in this world that is there for us to use as needed to intensify that connection, that union with Hashem. So we'll end off by saying, on the day of Chafei Adar, the birthday of Rebbe Chaim Mushka, the powerful day to step on, step to take on Hachlatus, to step into that new reality, that true reality that's always been true, that somehow we got away from a little bit. And being that we're in a world that's crazier than ever, it actually becomes easier rather than harder to step into the, the world of Torah because everybody knows now you can't trust a thing in the world. Every day is a new betrayal. This government and that government and this law and that law and the, every day is a new betrayal. Betrayal from what? Not from Torah. Betrayal from the world. The world has sold us down the drain. The good news is, good. I mean, not good, but it pushes us over into the truth. The world as it exists in Hashem's mind, the perfect world, the Geula world, it is the true world. We can live from that place. We can live in Milvada. It's not simple. It's a bit of a transition. But we're getting all the help we need from above to make the transition. And when we make the transition, we enable the whole world to make that transition. And they help us. They, they're, they're the ones who, who, who come with all the quantum, quantum physics theories that already say that. So they're on board. We need to get on board. Cafe Other is here. It's helping us to get into the world of Enod Novada and maybe find ourselves in this world, the Enam Rovada, in the base of Mikdash Shlishi, in the Gula Mikdash Shlishi, immediately now.